Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave. 32 teams in 32 days. Wow. That's right. Every single NFL team, every single fantasy relevant player, and we are bringing it to you live from Brodo to Brodo as more NASCAR races take place outside of Michael and Jason's window. This has my never brother, happened. In New York City. That's where we are right now with all this. You would think we're like, I don't even know. Where, where's, where do they do NASCAR? I'm very, I'm, I'm going to, I'm, In the I'm South. pretty Joey Logano. When it comes to NASCAR, I don't know much about it. <laughs> if you want to listen or read stuff without motorcycle noises in the background, go to brotofantasy.com. We do this twice a week. Um, during the year, we go over every single fantasy viable player every single week, start sit recommendations, whether you should play them, whether you should not, our expectations. We have rankings. We're on fantasypros.com. We got it all. Check us out, brotofantasy.com. And if you want some extras and to play in the Broto Listener Leagues, check out patreon.com slash brotofantasy. Today, we're going to be looking at the Redskins. I know yesterday I said the Eagles. Sorry about that. It's actually the Redskins. So the Redskins come next. Let's look at the offensive outlook First, year one with head coach Ron Rivera and offensive coordinator Scott Turner, North Turner's son, who was with Rivera in Carolina. So we could probably expect a pretty similar offense to what Carolina had. A lot of passes to the running back, a lot of passes to the tight ends, uh, or like the intermediate routes, and occasionally a well-timed deep bomb, and so on and so forth. So let's get to the guy who's going to be throwing these passes, and that's Dwayne Haskins. Look, we're going to talk about Dwayne Haskins here, but the reason why is so we could talk about the other guys. Dwayne Haskins should not be rostered on your team unless you're in a super flex. Even if he ends up being the number one quarterback in the league this year, he should not be on your team until week two. There's no reason why Dwayne Haskins, unless you're in a super flex, should be on a roster. Sorry, just the way it is. Anyone have anything else to say about Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, I I was just like, honestly, I wrote in my notes, what is there really to say about Dwayne yeah. Haskins? Like this dude... He has no upside, really, because of the team that he's on. And just he looked like he's a developmental quarterback last season. Like he was he wasn't terrible, but like thirteen hundred sixty five yards, seven touchdowns to seven in those. His best game last year was week 15 against Philly. And a lot of people were like, he's going to build off that. I mean, we're Jets fans. We've seen Geno Smith end the season with a one fifty eight point three passer rating against the Dolphins with like four touchdowns. He had like the best game of anyone that season. It, things like that happen. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be that quarterback this year. He doesn't have that many weapons around him. The offensive line sucks. I just expect the Redskins to not be a very good team. So he's a last breath QB2 in Superflex or QB2 leagues. And even then, he's not really starting in two QB leagues unless you have a bye week. Uh, I just realized that we've been calling them the Washington Redskins this whole time. Sorry. Old habits die hard. Oh, shit, right. you're right. The Washington football team. Um, Let's talk about Washington the best football player team. on the Washington football team. Real quick, though. Is- Real quick, though. Shout out yeah. Alex Smith. Got cleared to start playing some football again. Facts. And, that you know, that is a that is a benefit. Like, not to say that Alex Smith is going to play games, but having Alex Smith behind you as Terry McLaurin, I mean, as uh, Dwayne Haskins, is, is positive. Um, Speaking of positive, having Terry McLaurin <laughs> on your team is a super positive. Scared the narrative. Terry. I'll tell you right now, the narrative that Terry McLaurin was productive with Case Keenum and not with Dwayne Haskins is just false. 
in games with Keenum, four nice. receptions for 65 yards per game. In game with Haskins, four receptions for 66 yards per game. He was he was more consistent with Keenum though. I uh, I mean that's that's it is what it is. He was more consistent with a more consistent quarterback. But as Haskins gets better, Terry McLaurin should be the guy that you saw last year, even with Haskins in the game. Um, he'll get the lion's share of targets. That's no question. He is the guy. Um, Matt Harmon's reception perception, which is something I love to use. Part of the fantasy footballers draft kit. Matt Harmon, a Yahoo writer, fantastic guy, especially when it comes to uh, uh, receivers. McLaurin had a 76% uh, success rate against man coverage. That's in the 89th percentile. And an 80% success rate against press coverage in the 92nd uh, percentile. So since Matt Harmon started doing this reception perception, perception, only two players have ever done that in their rookie year ever. And you may have heard of them. OBJ and Tyreek Hill. Going as the wide receiver 27 right now, it seems like a fair price to play for, for to pay for him. Are you interested in Terry McLaurin this year? It's a fair price um, because the upside is there. There's just so many question marks, and that's why his ADP is where it is right now. 58, 9, 19, and 7 were his numbers as a rookie in 14 games. Very nice. That's a 1,008 with 70 catches. Like That's a great pace for a rookie. That's a good season for a non-rookie. There's no denying the talent, but his true values are scary. He was 49th in true target value even though he was 26th in end-of-season rank. His true performance value, the difference between his points per game and his true value, 23, the second highest in the league. That means he was the second, with air quotes, luckiest player last season. Now, some of that has to do with the fact that he's just extremely talented, and yeah. he makes things, makes plays out of nothing. He can go up and dome some guys when Dwayne Haskins had no, no right getting a touchdown on that play. So he can do that. But he only had eight. I repeat, eight. Zero, eight. Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight, Tim. You got that? Catches. Jason, or you, did you just say seven? <laughs> he had eight catches with the lead last year in the entire season. He had eight catches when the, skin, uh, when the Washington football team was leading. Do that's I smell uh, Allen Robinson, Blake Bortles type of season coming that's for That's scary because that tells you that the – Washington football team was trailing the entire season, and a lot of this could have been from garbage time work, and they're probably not going to be that improved. But if they are, he's going to see less targets. If other they don't people have to be that much improved to see more than eight targets with the lead. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm just saying that's a crazy number. Like I'm agreeing with you. Uh, the upside's there. I'm taking him in leagues. The upside is just too high for me not to. It is scary, though. We we need Dwayne Haskins to be better. It's scary, Terry. Huh? We're not considering any other Washington receiver. Obviously, Steven Sims, Gandy Golden, etc. No, Steven Sims is a little intriguing. I like Steven really? Sims at the end the of the last three leagues. games of the um the last three games of the season. Sims had twenty one. Uh, Sims had twenty nine targets. Scary Terry had twenty one. In those three games, Sims caught four touchdowns. And now Kelvin Harmon's out the year. Gandy Golden's a rookie. He's going to need a lot of targets. He's basically free, but he's a second receiver on his team. So, second receiver, bad quarterback, seven targets a game. There's a chance he has some flex appeal. Yeah. I don't hate it either. All right. I've All gotten right. him at the end of a couple best balls, so I do like him. I right. mean, I think best balls because he is a big play guy. So, if he breaks off a couple, like, 
I, I think best ball is where you should draft. Jeremy him. Sprinkle, on the other hand, <laughs> I don't want any. Right, let's go to let's go to tight end since we're. Do you want to sprinkle in some sprinkle? No, no, that's it. Get, he gets a little bit though? of Salt Bay, and that's it. A little sprinkle. The funny right. thing about the Redskins tight end situation is how people team. Washington football. Team. Oh, excuse me. The the funny thing about the Washington football team situation is how Thad Moss was signed as an undrafted free agent, and people on fantasy Twitter think Thad Moss is going to be like a next big thing just because he's related to Randy Moss. I mean, he's Randy Moss's son, so. Uh, let's go to the most intriguing, Young I think, of, of what's going on. Running back, crowded backfield. You got Darius Geis. You got Adrian Peterson. You got Bryce Love. You got JT McKissick. Uh, J.D. McKissick. You got Antonio Gibson. Let's start with Geis. Geis will have the first crack at the job, and all indication is that he's healthy, except he's been healthy before. And he's averaged five point yards per carry in his career, so he's been really productive when he's not injured. The only problem is he only has 24 carries his entire career. 48, excuse me. Currently going at RB28 in the sixth round, so there's massive potential there. You could be getting a top-tier type third-round pick type running back in the sixth round. So what are your thoughts on Geis? Are you taking a chance on him staying healthy? Yeah, like you said, Darius Geis sitting at RB28. I don't really have a problem with him there if you want to take the shot there in like the sixth, seventh round. The problem I have with Darius Geis is if you're drafting him there, you're passing up on guys like Scary Terry, Evan Ingram, Tyler Higby, Cam Akers, Michael Gallup, all guys who are in that similar ADP according to Fantasy Pros. And I do not want to pass on any of those guys for Darius Geis. Like you said, Darius Geis... He's been good when healthy. There's no denying that. Like, he has a highlight reel of, like, 15 plays in the NFL where he's made defenders look dumb, and he's been in the NFL for, like, 40 plays. Yeah. 48. Yeah. But he's maxed out at 10 rush attempts a game. A new regime came comes in with Scott Turner and Ron Rivera, both together in Carolina, like you said. And guess what the new regime did? They brought in a, sec a running back with a second pick in the third round in Antonio Gibson, who isn't a generic running back. But Christian McCaffrey also wasn't a generic running back. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Antonio Gibson is anywhere near what Christian McCaffrey is. But Antonio Gibson, I feel like he's a player I like every other like I don't want him, and then I just want him on all of my teams because he's such a wild card. I don't think there's more of a wild card than Antonio Gibson this season. But you can't ignore him because they he the new regime that used Christian McCaffrey just drafted this dude. He had 33 rush attempts and 44 receptions in Memphis. Hilarious. 77 touches his entire college career. But he scored 12 touchdowns. 33 rushes, 30, excuse me, 44 receptions, and 12 touchdowns. Absolutely absurd. Oh, excuse me. 12 touchdowns on 33 rushes and 38 receptions his last season at Memphis. I'm just saying, at RB61, I'd rather take a shot at Antonio Gibson than I would at on Darius Geis at RB28 because Antonio Gibson's absolutely free. And if he could end up getting five to seven rush attempts and five to seven targets a game, he could be the some electric guy out of the backfield. He could end up being absolutely nothing this season too. He's an absolute wild card. Anyone who says they have any idea how they're going to use him is lying. That's just how it is. I'd rather take him at RB61 than I would Geis at RB28 just because of the people around Geis at RB28. I would be interested to see if he's like a Swiss Army knife type like Percy Harvin, who Percy Harvin used to see like runs in games, but then he used to wind up, wind up in the slot. He used to wind up outside. Antonio Gibson is like that kind of athletic freak that could possibly do that. Now, you, yeah. you're also looking at a team that, that utilized Curtis Samuel, right? Because Curtis Samuel kind of had that same skill set. So, hey, if he could be Curtis Samuel-like, 
and you get him at RB61, it's pretty good. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think I, I would take a shot on him. We already went over the, the tight ends. Let's continue because my one injury away is Antonio Gibson because if he gets a shot to, to get in the game regularly, he has, he has massive potential. But I also see another guy. Bryce Love is getting forgotten about. Bryce Love had an injury. He's healthy. He was great in college. He has high draft capital. If he gets on the field and Darius Geis gets hurt, hurt again, why not, right? Now, I'm not drafting Bryce Love, but I'm just keeping a little eye. Keep my ear to the streets about Bryce Love this year. My Jason, ear who do you streets. got? I mean, you just took every backup running back, so I guess I have to look elsewhere. And I like to get creative. Well, Peterson exists. I like to get creative with these, so I'm going to say Alex Smith. Dwayne Askins goes down. I don't think Alex Ooh. Smith will be relevant, but I do think he might help those around him. I think he would. Mine is Darius Geis because if AP goes down and Darius Geis has to be thrusted into that 15-carry-a-game workload, then he'd be absolutely worth his ADP. Is Adrian Peterson anything more than just a stealer of carries this year? Because he no. was a viable option some weeks last year. I, no, he's not. Even yeah. when he was, I didn't want to start him. He has no – dude, he scored like a 90-yard touchdown and then ended with that many points that game. It, it was just shout out to AP still out there doing his thing, but yeah, I'm not interested. Just entirely touchdown dependent. Yeah. All right, shout out to AP doing his thing. Shout out to Michael and Jason doing their things on Twitter. Where can they find you on Twitter, Michael? At Brodo FF Mike. At Brodo FF Jason. Jason. You can find me at Brodo FF Tim. You see what we did there? Also, BrotoFantasy.com for everything Brodo Fantasy. Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy for a ton of extras, including oh, yeah. an extra episode during the week, extra episodes during the summer. At Fantasy leagues that people love playing in, so come join us. If you have trouble having a fantasy league with people who know their shit, guess what? We got the solution for you. Come for as little as $3 a month. Join in our fantasy leagues. Um, our Discord, tons of giz- giveaways and things of that nature. We've given away two signed jerseys already, and we're going to get more as, as soon as uh, more people sign up so we have more money to spend on signed jerseys. And uh, that's all for us on this one. In the next episode, we're actually going to bring you the Eagles. For real. I Eagles! Promise. <laughs> See you guys later. Peace. Later. later.